0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Guess who's back on the podcast scene, ready for the new season? All things giant are ready to go. We've got the new season coming up. We've got a lot of things to talk about in this. Uh, we've got some two new faces, two new voices you might hear in this today. As per, we've got big man Jordan. How are we doing, sir?
1: Absolutely fantastic, mate. Are you okay?
0: I'm good, man. I'm good. Excited to be back. You know, we've been trying to plan this for a while. It's usually been me that's been putting uh, it off. But um we're back. We're back. Uh, another voice you might recognise, he's MC'd a few games at the Giants. It's Mr Ginge, how are we doing, sir? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good, man. Glad to have you on. Uh, you might have heard he's been on a few previous podcasts in the pre-games, so he's back to have a chat with us about the new season. And we've got a newcomer. Everyone, round of applause for Mr Ryan McMurdo. How are we doing, sir?
2: Yeah, very good, mate. Very good. Glad to be here. Glad to see you boys back in the pod, I was nagging you all last year, wanting to know where you were at, so <laughs> put my money where my mouth is and get involved, yeah.
0: <laughs> absolutely man, absolutely. So we are got to run through our usual stuff, we're going to run through our thoughts, our thoughts on the new season, who's coming in and out, anything like that, but first as always, let's have a catch up with, how have we gone, let's take it to the start of... The end of last season, we've seen a few players leave. Obviously, we've seen Jamel leave. We've seen David Ulf leave. And we've now recently just seen Steele go back down to Surrey. Um, Any thoughts on that at all, Jordan?
1: Yeah, I mean, as soon as I saw Lloyd go, I mean, I'd heard sort of bits and bats, you know. Obviously, you know what the BBL is like. It's uh, it's a year-by-year contract kind of situation. It's very rare you find, you know, people signing extended periods unless they've got sort of long vested interests in the places, e.g., you know, Drew Lasker, Mike Tuck, et cetera. Um, so I saw Lloyd go, and when he signed for Surrey, um, a part of me just thought, you know, he's either going to bring a few and, but Josh Steele was one that I'm really gutted about. I was a big, I was a big admirer of him last year. You know, I yeah. said it all season when he's on it. He is the best two guard in the league. I said that yep. when he's on it. He had a bit of sort of injury issues, et cetera. Um the biggest one I must admit I'm gutted, I'm gutted about uh, is David Ulf. Um, you know, you hear, you know, bits and bats, you know, obviously there's been huge overhaul at Giants, you know, as we've seen, as we'll go into. Um I just think, just purely because of his uh, <laughs> his, his whole demeanor, he, you know, he is he is Mr. Basketball in that place, you know. Yeah. Even though he's a scout, so you know, we all sort of took him <laughs> in, you know. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, we all took him in. Um, but yeah, uh, Jamel again as well. I like you mentioned Jamel, He was just he, he's like you've just seen what he's just done in the Commonwealth Games. Do you know what I mean? You've just yeah. seen he's absolutely like. He can just adapt to any situation, and it's hard to find a bad game that that he had last year. It really is. Yeah. So yeah, um, I, I, just as an overall, I'm absolutely gutted to see him leave. But it's weird because it's like an you know an optimism for for the future. You know, the great thing about basketball, especially in this country, is that you have absolutely no idea who's going to be there next season. You know yeah. what I mean? So so yeah, I'll pass it on to someone else.
0: Obviously, we've got you've, we've recently seen the new signings come in. Shut over to you, Ryan. Uh, we've seen the announcement of Dirt Williams and Ramon Fletcher. Thoughts, what, what we're we saying, are we excited, are we happy?
2: Yeah, kind of off the back of what Jordan was saying that you know, you see some of these fan favorites, these names, and kind of the, the people who you were linking with the progress. You know, Jamel coming in, serial winner, uh, Lloyd coming in, one of the you know, the kind of the, the best young coaches in the league, all that kind of stuff. Then so you see those people go when you think, oh, where are the Giants going? Is it, a, is it a step back? You know, my kind of first season following was that year where we didn't win a single game. Oh, we did, that one where we got a 20 nil win by default. So, you know, you think, you know, is it a backwards step? And then to kind of see two-time MVP of the league, Ramon come in from Newcastle, and then Dirk joining, uh, who, you know, has had some MVP-caliber seasons, you know, a walking 50-40-90 guy, to see them come. And obviously, the addition of Vince as well. Um kind of really about turned my feelings for how this, how this season's going, I think. And I think a lot of the fans would agree that that what looked like a bit of a negative with just former giant signed here, former giant signs there. Uh, yeah, kind of, I think we've turned that tide around, hopefully. And I think there's some big names to come um, once they kind of dot the eyes and crises.
0: Absolutely, mate, absolutely. Like, I think, obviously, when um, Gardner went... We knew, it, we knew it was a potentially a short-term thing anyway. Um, exactly what you just said then, Ryan, when the start of the season came, it was, okay, we've we've, we've announced Vince. Like, I'm happy with that. You know, he's he's an incredible guy who's got a load of connections in different things, not just on the court, but loads off the court and behind him. Um, I'm going to throw it over to you, Ginge. Uh, I know obviously you've worked with London in the past. Um how how close have you been to vince just in general with have you worked with him as a coach when he's down at london and just what what, what he's like off the court for us just for fans that haven't really met him and met him before yeah
3: so i've worked with vince a, um a fair bit i've been obviously did a lot of mc'ing for for worcester when they were in the bbl and saw him um quite a lot when the <clears throat> during the covid season when they ran the quarters and semis at worcester as well so he is a charismatic guy. He's got a lot of energy. Um, I've had a brief conversation with him about this, this season coming up. Still some, as, as Ryan said to my, um, to Dot and some T's to cross. But hopefully it's looking positive for me to come back as well. Um, but the conversation that I had with him, it was like, he's ready for this challenge. He, wanted, he wants to be back in the BBL coaching. Um, he's ready for the challenge. He's ready to bring something fresh to Manchester. Um, I know that he's been reaching out to a number of different people within the city outside of the basketball network as well to to look at what opportunities that are there um, to spread basketball. The the thing that he said to me is Manchester's always been red and blue, but now it needs to come together and turn green. So that mm-hmm. that kind that attitude kind of shows to me the the level of which he's he's looking to take this this club moving forward, um, and I think. There's a number of different um social media um posts about when he announced Ramon Fletcher and Dirk Williams. And it is the Vince McCauley effect. It is it is a big pull for for players that have played underneath him before, understand what he's about, understand the systems that he plays. Um that, that come back year in, year out. I mean, let's let's be fair, in 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 recent years, um that, that side that that had the likes of DeAndre Liggins, Dirk Williams in that was a Vince effect he pulled those those players and that level, that, that that caliber of, of player to to london um so what's stopping him doing it at manchester and 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 actually competing with the likes of london lines we've seen their roster's going to be absolutely stacked this year it's a it, for me it's a rebuilding year for giants um last year was fantastic just missed a couple of opportunities that i think should have been taken um but in years to come i, I don't see any any reason why why Giants can't be competing with the likes of London and Leicester for that top spot and potentially Europe moving forward?
0: Absolutely, man. Like, I, fantastic words at the end there. Like, I completely agree. Like, if any of you, anyone that's listening now has listened to the BBL show, our friends Jay and Drew doing the good things over there, they recently had an, in, in a, an interview with Vince and exactly what you just said then, Vince, uh, said it. Vince has got such such a, a mind off the court for... Gaining that attraction, gaining that—not even just sponsorship, just getting out there into the community. He was—he talked recently about the um, about the housing situation over in Manchester and how much local local businesses are getting involved to try and help that out. Um, I think that's a nice little section to close down to. Well, obviously we've got the new players. I would hope there's more coming. Um, we've got a couple of months to the season, but hopefully some of them will be announced now. Um, Let's run it back to the end of last season. Obviously, we had quite a lot of positives into the end of the season. We went got down to Birmingham in the finals, didn't quite make it in the in the cup, but all in all, I think it was quite a positive season, um, especially with the mid kind of season lull that we had uh, with obviously changes of everything. But throw it over to Ryan for this what, the first bit. How 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 do you see the end of the season? Where you? Honestly, were were you happy with everything that happened? When you say you compare it to you started joining joining the Giants when we were won by default by 20 to nil. How does that compare for you last season to when you first started supporting us?
2: Yeah, so uh, a crazy turnaround. The the first cup game of the season where we played uh, Cheshire, I think we beaten by about five or six. Um, down it, a load of threes, if I remember right. Um, That was the first time I'd ever seen the Giants win in person because they lost every game that I went to. And then we had the COVID season where I'd watched them win on BBL player. So to kind of go from not seeing them winning in person to seeing them, you know, rattle off three or four game winning streaks, beating, you know, some of the biggest teams in, in BBL in modern history, you know, kind of, I think we had a, a three game spammer. We beat Newcastle, London and Leicester in three games. And, you know, that's kind of wildest dream stuff from when I first kind of started following the Giants. So, yeah, I think if you'd told me before the season, that's what we'd have got, I'd have been more than more than happy with it. But then watching us during the season, watching the way we broke down teams, watching the way we, you know, we attacked from from active defense and things like that, I felt that we maybe underachieved a little bit, which is wild to say, you know, good cup run, made the playoffs. We were a you know a basket away from beating Bristol. I actually went down with a couple of friends and and kind of what you know, that that last minute basket of theirs, uh breaking hearts. So yeah, before the season, I'd have said. More than more than happy with that kind of that kind of run, but um, yeah, I feel I feel we were left wanting for that mid season lull, um, kind of that started when McKnight went back to America, and then he kind of brought back a little bit of energy towards the end of the season. Um, but yeah, I, I, I feel that there's more to come. Um, I, will, I was worried that we would take that backward step, but I think you know uh, I had I had the opportunity to speak to Vince recently, and he was kind of saying you know for him playoffs is, is the, the base level that, yeah. that is the 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 bottom that you should be aiming for. And really he was talking about you need to be in the top four. You need to be able to 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 have that home court advantage where you need it. You know, so to kind of see that attitude from the George H. Carnell not winning a game all season to you know wanting to pack out the basketball performance center and aiming for home court advantage is quite a switch. But I yeah. think that shows are pointing in the right direction and that it's something to build on and kind of like like you know yourself and ginger saying Vince has got so much kind of charisma on and off the court, and he's you know his professionalism speaks for itself. I believe that the 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 building blocks he was talking about, he, he spoke to the board, and they've got this three year plan. And you think, well, if you know if Dirk Williams, Ramon Fletcher, and Vince are the beginning of a three year plan, bring on three year plan. You know yeah. where are we going to be in, in three years' time? So yeah, I think it's really interesting to see what the future holds for the Giants.
3: Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Just, just, just picking up on that, Ryan, what you said there. From something that I noticed, and and having been in and out of the Giants, sort of month by month, couple of games each month, when maybe a, a month break where I couldn't make it, and then coming back up, the the level of um, professionalism within the club, and also the the, the sheer amount of fans. Getting themselves down to games was a huge difference. If you, I think I did the first game in September, and there was one side of the of the National Basketball Performance Center open to to do in the retro game where we beat Leicester at home. And it was like both sides pretty much full with probably one of the loudest um, crowds within the BBL that I've heard. And I think I think that 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 should not be taken away from Jamie and, and the team that worked last year, that the growth that was was seen from not just on the court, but off the court as well. We all know there was a few teething issues. We all know that there was things that people weren't happy with, but actually as an overall season, to go from where we were a few years ago to where we are now with another, and this is another step up, another opportunity to go to that next level, really, really should be sort of commended to Jamie and the team that were involved last year. And I think what's what's really nice to see as well is the level of um, participation from a younger generation as well. There's so many kids at games, so many like families bringing their children um, to those games that I think it's only going to grow and it's only going to get better.
0: Absolutely, mate. I think I think that this just going off the back of that bringing the kids in, you know, having that younger generation support. That was one thing that. We talked about when everything happened with the rebranding. It was we need to get out into, into the local areas. We need to get out and show kids that it's not just about football. It's not just about rugby. Like you've got one of the most watched sports in the entire world with this incredible talent, incredible backing, like incredible coaches and and back of house staff that you can go, you can drive to in twenty minutes. And that the the level not not just of the Giants, but the level of the league in in the past three years has been absolutely multiplied by 10, whether that's money coming in from different owners or a little bit more exposure in Europe, that, that level of the entire league has stepped up and up and up in the past three years, ridiculously. And it, it almost, and I know people like to talk about the glory days and back in the 90s when they were at the MEN, but it, it almost feels like it's coming somewhere to that, just across the league in general. You know, we, we had the Sky deal last year as well which I think helped massively for people that either were just flicking through channels, couldn't get to a game, didn't know who Sheffield Sharks were, didn't know who, you know, Newcastle Eagles were. And having that exposure on Sky, not just for the BBL, the WBBL as well was absolutely fantastic. So, um, Jordan, expectations for next year. You know, we're, we're both killers for calling people out and saying things as we, as we honestly, as we can, uh, but expectations for next year. What are you saying?
1: Yeah, so just touching on your first point, last season I personally think, and I'm sure you'll all agree, you look across that that team, there is absolutely no reason if that team stayed fit all year that why we couldn't have won it all. I'll, I'll be dead honest with you, truly, truly honest with you. I don't think in any game last season I didn't go into it thinking we should win, uh, we shouldn't win this. So, you know, you look across, you know, you've got your leagues, you know, glory boys, you know um Gino Crandall etc you know uh Ramon Fletcher who's now with us you know Tariq Armstrong absolutely embarrassed some people last year and I always do it as a coach obviously I coach and I always look at like man for man you know who who's better I'd back Tame at night to hit a killer shot over most people in the league we lost him for a while I actually spoke to Pluto after it happened I said what the hell happened he was like he was never gone he was never gone. He just—he was just, just going back, sorting the family stuff out, and then he was back again. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to put that in there about last season. I, you know, immensely proud. And I, and I say this in a heavy way, but it's not meant that. I think we underachieved. I really do. I think that team could have genuinely done it. There's no reason why we couldn't have gone to Birmingham and won against uh, Leicester. No reason why. Yeah, I know there was a few sort of injury team issues. A few players didn't show out. There's no reason why. And then the playoffs, you know, just, it was just just murderous, you know, to lose it all we did. Um, but, yeah, going on, going on to this season, obviously, it's tough. Um, it, it, it's tough to know because we know, obviously, we've lost a few players. There is a few players still up in the air just want to say one huge one that I genuinely want to bring back, Will Saunders, like a hundred million percent. Yeah, yeah. The guy, I've said this before the podcast, if you want to prototype a basketball player, yeah, you look at someone like that, six, seven, six, eight. Yeah. Okay. Long can shoot, can dribble the ball. Yeah. There's no reason in my eye. How many times did he, did he put an ice on a cake? You know, when we was up by say seven or six, And he's just daggered a three and you're just like, game over. See you later, you know what I mean? So just before I go into the season, he he needs to come back in my eyes. He needs to come back. Um, This season, obviously, it's massively exciting. You know, we've got a fantastic interview done by Ryan to uh, Vince, which uh, will be on this podcast, uh, I'm sure. But listen to Vince, like everyone said, his charisma for the game. And just his pull. Like, I said this last year, you know, speaking to a few people, a few teams and a few players in the BBR, I said, why on earth did London get rid of him not even halfway through a season? Like, that is, like, you know, and they replaced the coach like two or three times after that. Mm-hmm. You know, it just did, didn't, in my eyes, just didn't make any sense to me. So what he's going to bring, not only it as a big, because he's now got, a, well, what everyone's forgetting is, he's got a vested interest in Giants now because he's he's in charge Yep. you know, he, you know, he he's gonna be, you know, like the what's it called, like I, I I the coach, you know what I mean? He he's in charge of Giants, so he is, he's just, just as a guy, you know, you can get it from him. He's gonna demand strong, you know, defense, offense, shooting, everything. He's gonna demand the most from these players, and I really do think. You know, not saying Lloyd didn't have that because Lloyd took us further than we've been, mm-hmm. you know, forever. You know, you, you, you know, for a long time since the the good old days, as we say. You know, but he's good. he's it's just so exciting because he's going to bring a completely different brand. He, he's going to bring a completely different brand and everything. Yeah, so yeah. I'm just I'm just buzzing for it, mate. I'm just buzzing to see what's going to come.
0: Yeah, man. So uh, I've been told before the. Uh, podcast that ginger's got some news to drop on on the podcast with me um do you want to share some light on this what what is what is this i'll,
3: uh, I'll pass you over to jordan yeah I'll
1: let jordan share the news Go
3: on, mate. <laughs> okay so
0: at
1: at the very point of one second last night at 22.05 <laughs> now bear in mind because i've got a three-year-old son i like to get in bed a little bit earlier even when i'm out on the bed i like to get in bed earlier. so i'm just relaxing just getting in bed 22.05 last night, I get a random link, and I'm thinking, I'm not clicking on that. No. <laughs> right? Looked at it. You read out the link. UK TV play shows dating with my mates. Watch online. Why on earth is this human being sending me this? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I've been, I've been with my girlfriend eight years now. I thought, gee, I don't need any help, mate. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> um, click on it. And our very good friend, Ginge, is in fact premiering on a TV show this weekend. And it is also available online right now on UK TV Play. And it is a fantastic watch. You can see the nerves of the sweat bursting out of him. You can see it cool guy the best bit that i found i won't follow everyone but the best bit that i found was when the first girl came in and he didn't know whether to lead in for a kiss or shake a hand or anything it was classic mate it was classic so i'll let you ask your questions on that jake
0: but, well, first of all, no, put- no, no,
3: we're not doing. No, 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 we're not doing questions. We're doing no spoilers on that one. Oh, okay, okay.
0: okay. Yeah. No, no, sorry, no question. I'm just, gonna, I'm just going to say for all of our listeners and viewers, uh, I will put the link to that episode in the description so you can all go and watch it yourselves. Um, A <laughs> <Brilliant, TK. laughs> little bit of plug there for you. You're know right. Um, so it's been fantastic again to get jump back on, hear everyone's voices, get talking basketball again. This, honestly, from a personal perspective, it spurred me back on to get back, get back into all the stats, jump, jump on and check out how, how many possessions we lost in two games and how can we average that down. And everything. So I'm, I'm really excited to get back on this. Um, we, we are planning to get back on this. Hopefully, depending on whether we can get together on a weekly or two weekly basis. Obviously, when the games start again. We'll try and throw in a few pre-match interviews like we used to do. Predictions, your score predictions. We'll sort all the social media back out. You'll see us there. Make sure you should follow us on Facebook and Instagram at all things giant, all one word. And we'll should be back on track, ready for this season. Um, I think a good as-
1: one, Jake, to chuck in there, mate, as well. Is ginge and Ryan are permanent fixtures now. So you know, when you you know, hopefully Ginge comes back this year with you know, uh doing the MC with Giants, you know, go and have a chat with him, you know, us three are at the games, you know, it, it's it's just fantastic. We really do want to grow this this season, you know, beyond beyond anything. You know, we had a fantastic growth last time, you know, we had a bit of a break. Well, I say a bit of long break, but you know, it is what it is. We you know, we managed to enjoy a fantastic season, and I'm sure you'll all agree. It it really was. Um and, we, and without, you know, we've talked about, you know, who players who coming in without just before the end, I just want to say about like between us, what kind of players we'd like to see come in, you know, what, you know, is the names out there is, you know, let's go around the room. You know, <laughs> we, we've heard a lot of rumors, you know, you know, as well, sticking it over to Ryan, you know, what, what kind of players would you want would you want to come in this season?
2: Yeah, I think, um, like you say, that the, the rumors have been really interesting. Um, I've I've heard uh, CJ Gettis' name been mentioned a few times. He liked a tweet here or there linking him to the Giants, and we all got excited. Um, Kofi Josephs has been up at games a lot, and people were kind of thinking, "I wonder what his plans are for the next year." Somebody only messaged me today um, asking about uh, is it Kagini? Kagini, I'm not sure if that's how you say. It. You know, the the Cagini. shooter. From- yeah, Cagini, the shooter from London. Lorenzo
3: Cagini, uh, the, yeah, baller.
2: <laughs> yeah, oh, a, a absolute gun. I mean, you can imagine him and Saunders on the same court, you know, you're just, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think that, that from, you know, God, I spoke to Vince, it, it seems like the, the roster is is there or thereabouts. Um, I know everyone's clamoring for more names, but I think that the opportunity to bring back some of the players from last year can't be, can't be underestimated, you know, the likes of Will Saunders, I know fans were clamouring for Tyree Carnstrong to come back. Gino Artison really turned it on towards the end of the season. Um, you know, what's what are Jordan Whelan's plans? Um, I know he's got a new job recently, um, but you know he, he, he seems still to be up in the northwest. So yeah, I think there's some there's some players we can definitely bring back. There's still some big names out there that haven't got you know haven't haven't signed up for a club yet or not that we've heard of. Um, a lot of teams going in different directions. Glasgow have got new owners. How does that affect things? Leicester have lost Crandall. What does that do to their team makeup? London, are he's spending all the money, buying so, <laughs> players. Yeah, yeah, you know, buying every anybody and anybody. I mean, Sam Decker, players with like legit NBA experience in the last mm. few years. It's crazy to see. Think these people will be at the performance center this season. So. Yeah, I, I'm just, I'm just, yeah, can't wait. Every time uh, I see, you know, BBL Fix have put a post on Instagram, I think, oh, is it Giants? Is it Giants? What is it? What is it? What is it? So, uh, yeah, just the intrigue grows. So, yeah, I'm just, I'm excited. I, I can't wait for the for the, the player announcements to come. But I think there's definitely some names out there from last year that I'd like to see come back as well. Yeah,
0: man, absolutely. I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to throw a name in there. You, you say about the Vince pulls with the potential of Tyreek not coming back. Does anyone care to mention Justin Robertson?
1: Yeah, it's, it's the injury stuff though, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I'd yeah, say... Yeah, I, um,
3: I was down at Hoops Fix, uh, the game between the Hoops Fix Elite versus the California basketball team with Ronnie and yes. Bryce James on there. Bumped into Justin, he's recovering well, thinks he'll be ready for sort of November, December time. Yeah. Um, knees getting better he's got no crutches he's walking on it full weight bearing starting to get his, his rehab um one name that i want to throw out there and could be slightly controversial um with where he's played oh, at I before it,
1: i like it bring it on
3: <laughs> matthew brian the
0: manning oh okay go.
1: very interesting about that, ginge and it will be very true. Me and Jake absolutely caned him on a podcast a couple of years ago. <laughs> absolutely
0: don't say that now. I know,
1: I know. <laughs> absolutely caned him. But I will say, I mean, I don't know what what's he done. You know, in the last year, I'm not seeing anything of the guy.
3: Uh, he's been he's been on re, in rehab. He had oh, an operation man. to fix a hip yeah. um, injury and has been in rehab for the last. Twelve months, so he didn't play um at all. I know he played in Rob Patanostro's um, testimonial game yeah. and had a good game there. Um, but for me, with the Vince type system that he played at London, if he's looking at something fairly similar at Manchester, Matt Matt as a four is a big is a good option. He can mm-hmm. shoot the ball. He's got big guard skills. He played when he played in in Worcester and. Um, Matt Newby. Matt gave him a bit of freedom, yeah. um, and NBA went to work. He was he was throwing like passes that a point guard should be throwing. It's his um, fundamentals
1: and I, to me. It's his fundamentals. He just yeah, gets the re- – yeah. I think that's why he annoyed me so much because he just gets the – <laughs> <right. laughs> He gets to the hoops, yeah. You know what I yep. mean? He's a coach. He's a coach's dream. I know, obviously, you know, there was a few bits, you know, where he was going mad at coaching and stuff like for getting taken off or whatever. But at the end of the day, he really is a coach's dream because he just does the things he should do right. He plays mm-hmm. defense. He makes his shots. And, he, he, uh, you know, he's a great rim protector on the rebounds and blocks.
3: And and for me, if you look at if you want to compare two players that have been well, one one player of the last two seasons has been an absolute stalwart, and and reminds and they're very comparison wise they're very similar. Is he reminds me a lot of Darian Nelson Henry or Darian Nelson Henry reminds me a lot of NBA. There's, they're they're very similar players in the yeah. way that they can they can play that center role and and throw passes and dimes that you probably would see from a, a, a one two guard. Yeah. Um, that, that's 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 one for me, and I think if you could, and uh, and again, if you could have Matt playing limited minutes with with Dan Clark returning and playing limited minutes, what a five combination that is, so that you can give Dan that that freedom. Do and I was know, going to touch on this earlier. I think I think Dan Clark played too many minutes last year.
1: Yeah, this yeah. is exactly yeah. so bang on, mate. Honestly, like he was uh, at the end of the day, he's still GB captain. He can still do it, you know. But you saw. He, he had a great run. I think it was like eight games. And then I, I, me and Jake were sat together at the game and he came off with his ankle, if you remember, Jake. Yep. And, and the first thing we both said to each other was, he's being overplayed. And yeah, yep. we had the whole situation with David. All, at the start of the season can't be helped. I don't think Francois stepped up at all. I, I, th- I, think, I, I think Dan, you know, it, as a big man, especially in American import, who's been to different countries, Fran- uh, Francois could not have had a better opportunity It's like the old football debate. You sat on the bench as a striker and you're hoping your team wins, but you hope your mate doesn't score. Do you know what I mean? Like, he couldn't have got a better situation than Dan Clark being out for like four weeks to step in. You know, he's not much smaller, if he is smaller than Dan Clark. You know, there's no reason why, but he didn't step up. And Dan Clark came in. You know,
3: sorry, Jordan, but I think for me, Dan Clark was the heartbeat of that team last yeah. year. Yeah, um, absolutely. yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and Jack, Jack Hudson had the captaincy. But for me, if you looked at the leadership on the court, yeah, we know he gives a few technicals away and he likes to open his mouth a little bit out of frustration. But I think that's purely what it was last year. I think he, as Jordan said earlier, I think he genuinely saw the potential of the team and got frustrated when things weren't going the way it should have done. Um, and I think if he can come back, you bring somebody like Matt, Brian, and Manning in. You bring Saunders back, Dirk, Rahman. And then you've got to remember that there's some fantastic young British basketballers playing in Manchester. Um, I was lucky enough to be invited to go to one of the Manchester Magic um, runouts um, just um, just before the Commonwealth and bumped into Jamel Anderson, Jordan Whelan, Greg Wilds just signed for Manchester Magic, yeah, so give him that. a season there, and then he comes through. There's, for me, like, there's a huge amount of opportunity, and everybody talks about London being the heartbeat of British basketball, but actually, from from what I've seen and, and been around the city over the summer, as some of you may see, seen, I did a lot of work in, in Manchester Piccadilly, and touching base with, like, loads of different people, um... There's an opportunity there for for the young young British basketballers to come through. If you look at the 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 likes of Josh Ward-Hibbert, yeah. Josh Ward-Hibbert was one of the first signings this year for London Lions. Who brought him in at London, Vince? Yeah. yeah,
1: I think he set his stall out, Vince, by doing the trials. You know, yeah, yeah. As you'll hear on the on the interview at the end, you know, he clearly says there is spots available. You know, three or four spots available, and he's not it's great to see that he's not ruling anything out. Do you know what I mean? Because I'll be honest with you, everyone says yeah, London's the heartbeat of basketball. When I was growing up and playing for Manchester Magic, mate, we go down people like we we go to the finals they play London and we murder it. Yeah. There wasn't I remember I remember Manchester Magic when there was in D1 they had an American player called Ellis Cooper. No one could get anywhere near no yeah. one could get anywhere near ma- Magic. They won it year after year after year after year. Every age group year after year after year, and it's now Vince's he, he's not daft, he's seen a huge opportunity here. I know Jamie touched on you know things like, um, you know, he, he tried doing the you know the under 23s, they went into D3, he had the under nine, 18s and 19s, etc. And I've had a chance, uh, we get quite a few of them coming through. Uh, our basketball club, Tameside Vikings, we get quite a few of them coming through, and some of them are signed for us. And you know they've said even though it was a great experience at Giants, it it didn't feel like there was a, a you know a way to step up. You know, so although it's great playing under that that name, as soon as you're over you know 21, you're out. Do you know what I mean? You you know you haven't got you haven't got anywhere to go.
3: So and just just touching on that, Jordan, if you look at the the link that Vince brought in at London with UEL, yeah, 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 and looking at University of East London, who's who's looking after? Um, the basketball setup at Manchester Met is Callum Jones. Callum
0: Jones, is it? Yeah.
3: So there's an there's a there's an opportunity there to play Bucks. There's an opportunity to link in and get like obviously Dan was studying last year. I know a few of the other guys were studying. Yeah. So if we can, if they can strengthen that relationship and bring Manchester Met to to Bucks Premier and have guys coming in from the likes of. The us to come and study over here to to and then get the feed from there into the to the um giants and then it stopped and then also there's been a lot of talk this summer and um, some of you may have seen it around what should young players do should they go to the states should they go stay in the uk there's there's opportunities all around and for me if you've got that strength across the whole of the BBL with these university teams and there's opportunities like Loughborough where you go to the Riders, like the UBLs where you go to, to London, why not Why not try and bring that to Manchester in, in a stronger capacity? I know there's, it's been there, I know there's opportunities that were there, but actually strengthening that and giving that depth um, is only going to make the club stronger as, as a whole. Yeah, because as a university, you can, you
1: know, although, yeah, it's great having the club, as a university, you can make it your life. You know, at the end of the day, for his, I'll use an app on, I won't say his name because it's not fair, but we obviously this season, we started a D3 National League league team. We had a guy, you know, he's, I think he's 17, 18. Um, no, he's just come out of school. So he's 16 and he is an unbelievable player, you know, six foot odd guard, you know, really, really good. And he came to me, he said, oh, look, I've got an opportunity to play for, I'll, I'll say it, it's Mayasco um, and he, he, he'd already said to us, you know, he, he, he was ready to commit to us. And I just turned around to him and said, mate, you can't turn this down because you can live, sleep and eat basketball there. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like, and at the end of the day, if you come out after two years, we've got two players at the moment from Myesco playing for us, you know, who went there, didn't work out. And I said, look, we'll still be here, but you've got to be given that opportunity. You know, you've seen what Joe Hayes has just done with UCLan this mm-hmm. year, you know, um, winning uh, whatever league, League was that he won, you know, you look at um it's like my cousin, Erin Hiking, going through the Loughborough sort of setup to live, sleep, and breathe it. Do you know what I mean? Every, every step of the way. And it does need to be. Yeah, it's great having your two training nights and a match at weekend at Magic or other, you know, you know, D three, D two, D one teams. But this way, you can live as a professional, but as a student. And and ultimately, you know, you want to become a student in the game. That's the only way you can do it at the moment. You know, we have not, unfortunately, not not yet anyway, got the opportunities you've got in America where the sport is ridiculously funded, Mm. you know. But I've never seen the the university leagues as they are. Like, this off-season, seeing, you know, the Barking Abbey Select, you know, I know there's a lot of players we recognise in there, but, but playing and competing, you know, with Wake Forest and things like that. We're talking, this Wake Forest can just go boop 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 from every place they want to do because of the name you know and they competed you know and then you've got the hoops fix select which by the way annoyed the hell out of me the commentary on that they kept saying these guys are veterans there wasn't a guy there over 21
3: like, there wasn't a guy there over 19
1: well yeah there you go so but on the ESPN coverage like well compared to compared to the California select these guys are veterans no they're not they're not You're too, I think <laughs> I think three of them have gone over to play in Europe.
3: Like they, one, I think, one or two of them were a little bit older, but other yeah. than that, it was it's it's nothing.
1: Yeah, it's an embarrassment. <laughs> you know, it's an embarrassment. They've got you know, probably a kid with the biggest hype in America playing for them in Bonnie James, and it, I think it proved it. The crowd there, like it was more and louder than the Copper Box has ever been since probably the Olympic basketball.
3: Do you know what I mean? Mate, completely agree. I, I, I headed down and, and watched it um, alongside a couple of friends, um, one of them being a ex-California um, high school student that lives across the corridor from me that played at Worcester last year. And to have 4,000 people in the copper box, and I'm talking, we turned up, a, doors open they had to pull the doors by half an hour because it was so busy. Yeah, and yeah. we, and I got, I got a text message at 20 to 6, to go mate, you need to get here because it's filling up. Yeah,
1: yeah.
3: Like the queue outside was ridiculous. We well, kept saying the about four of... hours
1: before or something. Like like they were they, yeah. the few four hours before or something, yeah.
3: Yeah. The standard of basketball from both sides was phenomenal. Um, there's obviously the hype around Bronny and Bryce, but there's a couple of guys in that in that California basketball team that for me actually like outshone both of them. Yeah, oh um, yeah. I can't remember his name. I think it was uh, Coverfield or Copperfield or something like that. Yeah. And he threw that massive dunk down over yeah, the top. Yeah, I was going to say the guy who pulled the Unreal player. Yeah. Yeah, unreal player. But then you look at, um, uh, is it Louis Ellis, mm. the yeah. the young yeah. kid that that yeah. played for that got the MVP for the hoop six and eight? Yeah. Yeah. Mate, it's different gravy. Yeah. Like uh, if he he's if you look at the standard that was at that and that's only what twenty players that were involved in that across the whole of the UK. That's 20 players that potentially have just beaten two or three, maybe players that go to, to G League slash NBA. Yeah. Like that's that's like Brandon Tetroya. He's yeah. I think he's eighteen, seventeen, eighteen. Already made his debut for London Lions. He came off the bench back end of last year for them. Like there's opportunities out there. And I think with Vincent at the helm at Manchester, that can be much that can be expanded even more. I, I think Talk about
1: that. Sorry, mate, uh, Just to touch on the very end of that, Ginge, I do genuinely think, especially going off the commentary and everything like that, they, the Americans were embarrassed because we're not known as that. And I think that there proves. And what you got to remember is a lot of them players, I reckon probably 80 to 90% of them players have been through Vince at some point, has become in contact with Vince at some point. He's built that there. Do you know what I mean? Or or around that, he's had some kind of input on their on their on their them guys' careers, and they sounded embarrassed. The commentators sounded embarrassed mm. because what you got to look at the California uh, select team, ever it was, they was taller than our team, yeah. They should be as athletic, if not more athletic, and they kept saying about our guys being uh, you know technically veterans. There was probably three you know three guys who was playing abroad. In the first year, this year, so they've not even played abroad yet, right? And and they they've not had this college upbringing. High school teams in America, certain high school teams in America could compete in the BBL. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. they could. So that's what they forget. They've they've had this high level training their whole lives. Do you know what I mean? So
3: sorry, Ryan. Going Particularly on. with the two with the two James brothers and 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 Pippin
2: in there as well.
1: Oh yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say, uh, Vince spoke about that. He said, you know, if there are young people, you know, a young lad comes through, we like the look of him, but maybe he's just not quite not quite there yet. There's the opportunity for scholarships at MMU. And and he spoke about not just building up the Giants, but harking back to, you said about the under 23s with the Giants in D3. They felt like there was a disconnect. Uh, I, I I played against them last year, watched a few games with them last year, and it felt like they were kind of un- under the name, but not licensed by him. It felt like they were another another entity that had the similar sounding name, but wasn't kind of... A, so I think that he spoke about, he built a community and an infrastructure around Milton Keynes and got them to where he got them. He built a community and an infrastructure and a legacy at London that's led to the Copper Box being packed out and California coming over and, you know, people wondering, is LeBron James going to turn up at the Copper Box? And that is the legacy of him and his influence on and off the court. And I think this three-year plan that they've got, this idea of building an infrastructure and building a community around Manchester, Manchester basketball, there being better pathways for you know um, young lads who are in D1 with Magic, people who are getting these scholarships to MMU, that there are proper stepping stones to go. You know, If I'm an under-16 now playing with Giants, I can see people in the under-18s, people in the under-23s, people on the fringes of the first team, people making the first team, people signing professional contracts and you can see yourself in other players and I think that that could be you know how exciting to think there's young players now who are coming watching games with us that can see this stuff in action and can see them themselves on the court in five years time I think Absolutely. that's the opportunity at the heart you know it's great doing basketball games but to kind of leave a leave a future for young basketball fans in Manchester I think Vince is is exactly the guy to do that
1: I, yeah, I agree, and I think this would probably be a great opportunity for Jake to introduce uh, Vince's interview into the podcast. Um, so yeah, As, just be,
3: just before we do that, Jake, sorry, just before we do that, I just want to give a couple of couple of people their flowers. I know that we talked about Vince's legacy in London and and what everything that he's done, but for me, this this summer has been probably the best summer outside of the BBL for basketball. There's been so much going on. Shouts to Sam Nita from Hoops Fix for yeah. the it's Pro-Am. Yeah. Uh, shouts to Julius Joseph for the, for the th- three-on-three ball-out thing. I know that there's um, the GG three-on-three coming up this weekend. There's the Bridport um, three-on-three a couple of weeks' time. Like, it's just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I think a huge thing that needs to be shouted out is the likes of um, Harry from HD Captures, Isaac Editing, um these reels all those guys that are and bbl fits um all those guys that are are putting uh, everything chris just before i get shouted at for not mentioning him he's coming back (laughs) this year Um, but for me like those those guys that are putting basketball at the forefront of social media is having a huge impact on what's going on i don't know if any of you guys have seen it but the reel that these these puts up that derek put up where he gets um somebody crosses Bronny James over and he touches yeah. the floor. Sorry, yeah. Three point yeah. six million views. Jeez. Yeah. Three point six million yeah. views.
1: Like You know what? His laugh kills you. me. When when, yeah. when he, honestly, when he's like oh no! <laughs> just, it
3: just kills me. It kills me. It kills me. But Murray, he's, he's an ex player. Yeah. He's an ex player that didn't didn't quite get to that didn't quite get to that level of playing at the BBL. I'm I've been a basketball lover for for. What coming up, I'm showing my age now, coming up 16, 17 years when I played at college and came through. And for me, I didn't get to that level, but there's avenues for people that love basketball to go into it in a different way. So you've got the likes of myself, you've got the likes of Tahir Hajat, you've got the likes of um, Simon Hosanna, um, and all the other guys that are hosting and and commentating within within the, the BBL, the WBBL. Um, and all the other stuff that goes on that people kind of not take for granted, but it's not the forefront of their mind. It's all about the players and everything else. There is an opportunity out there for people to, to get involved with British basketball and push it, whether that's from a women's perspective or men's perspective. It doesn't matter. Just get involved. Just try and find an opportunity. Um, and I'm going sh- to shout it out now. Um, if I get the contract with, with Giants, which is just a couple of things just to iron out with, uh, with, the, with the team there, um, but there's an opportunity if somebody wants to come and join me for a game and sit down and understand how it works, um, whether it, whether it's whether it's kids and things like that, more than happy to do so um so that they can see the other side of it, so that they can see what other opportunities there are if 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 they don't make it. Um fingers crossed everybody does, but it's a it's a very slim chance and we as we all know. That you can get to the top level but if there's an opportunity to be involved 100% take it and I'm throwing that out there now for somebody if I get the contract and when it gets all signed off and, and sorted happy for people to come and join me for games to understand what what it is what it takes to be a commentator and a host in the in the arenas as well
0: Absolutely yeah also thank you very much for that James I'm sure I'm sure you'll get someone a big kid like me running over to you mid game being like oh can I, can I, can I press the the uh, the ching sound the big red but,
1: button yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> He just blows the basketball down in the last three seconds. But yeah, man, it's been, just to round it off, it's been really nice to catch up with you all, obviously just before we start recording this as well. Um, I'm not too sure when this is coming now, what it does, you'll you'll see us on social media posting when we're dropping it. I'll be sharing it personally, so will we all. We're all good. It's been amazing. As we said, next podcast, we're going to grab big Vince McCauley in. Get him chatting to us. I'm I'm sure we'll have plenty of questions for him. And I'm sure we'll have a lot of knowledge, not just on the inside, but just to bring us back to how how he's going to affect Manchester Giants going forward. So, as always, thank you very much for listening, Ginge. It's been amazing. Ryan, thank you so much. And as always, Jordan, we'll catch you next time. Cheers for listening, guys. Take it easy.